All right, let's talk tonight about tanning and sunblock on Shabbat. This class is a continuation of sorts, the classes that we had last summer. Last summer we began talking about classes or issues that are relevant to people who go on vacation. If you go and you stay in a hotel, so we talked about different issues that would be relevant on Shabbat in a hotel. But just in general, when a person is vacationing, of course it's relevant in any circumstance where there's sun, tanning and using sunblock on Shabbat. But specifically, I want to address it as part of a series in which we're talking about hotels or traveling and halacha. So what first things first, let's talk about tanning on Shabbat. I refer to, of course, sun tanning. Why could or should there be an issue of sun tanning on Shabbat? It's like, it's like coloring the skin, says Stephen, as usual. It's been a little bit you're on top of your game. Uh, is coloring a melacha on Shabbat? In other words, anytime you're dealing with something that's forbidden on Shabbat, you'd imagine it's either going to be rabbinic in nature, it's going to be an Yisur Medrabanan, or it's going to be one of the 39 melachot, an Yisur from the Torah, Harambam, in source number one and source number two, uh, delineates for us this Isur on Shabbat of Sovea in Perek Tet of Hilchot Shabbat and then afterwards in Perek Kafbet in Hilchot Shabbat HaSovea Chut he writes in source number one SheOrko Arba'a Tefahim Odavar SheEfshar Litavot Mimenu Chut Kaze Hayav has the specifics with regards to the measurement. Measurements with regards to Shabbat generally speaking have to do with what significant amount to consider it a Milacha but what we see for our purposes is there's an isur called sovea, construction and upkeep of the mishkan. They had to dye all sorts of fabrics and uh, and and uh, what's it called, hotim, strings and strands. And as a result, that gets uh, mentioned and uh, codified as one of the thirty-nine melachot. Harambam here in source number two: sovea me'avot melachot lefichach. For the following reason, since it's a av melachat, one of the 39 primary melachot on Shabbat, forbidden activities, asur li'isha leha'avir serek al panea mi pene shehi kesovat. A woman is forbidden to use, I think it's rouge on her face. It's a type of way of coloring her face. So if you were to claim immediately, well, sovea, dyeing is only by fabrics, uh, clearly in the context of changing the color of her face through a type of makeup of sorts, harambam, really reflecting what the words of the Gemara say, that's one of the isurim on Shabbat min ha-Torah. Shohan Aruch, in source number three, in Siman Shin Gimal, in Saif Kafe writes, Asur li'isha shita'avir b'Shabbat serek al panea mishum sovea, by extension and furthermore, says a woman in making up her face and decorating it, asura likhol b'shabbat, likhol milashon kahol, really, which is blue. She's not allowed to use eye shadow, eye liner, eye whatever it is, in order to color her eyes or under her eyes on Shabbat. Umitamze asura latua halpanea basek. Furthermore, says Shohan Aruch, and perhaps that would be the most relevant to us, it's not when you're placing something on top of the skin, per se, that's causing the color, but even if you were to put some sort of dough onto your face, by pulling it off, your face becomes red for a period of time. That too is Asur and Shabbat, an Isur of Sovea. Well, that all being the case, it's not looking too good for sun tanning on Shabbat. Alternatively, you might claim to me, does that mean during the summer we have to stay home? Especially if you have 
you know, skin like mine, which burns very easily, does that mean that I'm not allowed to go outside? Uh, so I imagine as is your skin similar in that respect. Uh, it's a fine Ashkenazic skin. Um, well, does that mean you're not allowed to go outside on Shabbat, Freddie? Uh, by extension, no, no, not Ashkenazic, but the fine skin. Uh, so are you not allowed to go outside on Shabbat? Well, uh, of course, we'd be talking about if you're doing this purposefully, as you're putting yourself in a circumstance of I'm specifically interested in tanning. I'm not just walking per se, but is that forbidden? Was that a question? Yeah, what about sweating? What about sweating on Shabbat? It's an interesting and important question. Right, but that might, but that, no, it's it's on topic. It's all right. (laughs) Sweating on Shabbat is mentioned as something that's specifically prohibited, again, if you're purposefully sweating. If you're doing it for rifua reasons, for therapeutic and medicinal reasons. The question might be in this context as well, that suntanning might be medicinal for some people, or perhaps it's for all people as such. Now, sweating, generally speaking, if you're to just sweat, that's something else I do, unfortunately. Well, that doesn't mean I can't go outside. No, but what I can't do is I can't exercise in order to sweat. If I'm exercising, you know, for argument's sake, and as a result, I'm sweating, but it's not what I want to do. It's not what I'm interested in doing. I don't need to break a sweat. It's not, so then that would be permitted. It's specifically if you're sweating purposefully, which I don't know. I mean, I do know. Some people would want that, generally speaking. It's not what you're seeking. That's an exercise, refu'ah type of question. But it will be relevant to this only because refu'ah, using medicine on Shabbat, is asur midrabbanan. Rabbinically speaking, you're not allowed to cure on Shabbat. The reason you're not allowed to use medicine is gezerah mishum shahikat samamanim. The Gemara in several places states, uh, that the fear is you're going to come to crush and grind the herbs to make medicine, which of course is a little far-fetched for today. But that's the isur from the Gemara, Midra Banan. Yes? Um, wouldn't exercising be an asur because of Wouldn't it be uvdin dehol? It's an important question. The answer to that, to, to that question is uvdin dehol is a very difficult term to, to wrap our heads around. It's hard to define. Maybe sitting in a chair should be Asur on Shabbat. You know what I'm saying? It's Uvdin Dehol. It's never simple as to when we say Uvdin Dehol. The closest we get to it, Harambam has in a Teshubah, he seems to say it has to in some way resemble or lead to a Melacha, which sweating, not per se the case, or exercising what you're dealing with, but important question nonetheless. Well, that all being the case, that's the question I want to pose to you, is suntanning on Shabbat as a result and isur. In source number four, you'll find she'elotu teshubot min hat yitzhak, heleke siman lamidbet. Min hat yitzhak was written by a Dayan from uh, Eris Israel. His name was Dayan Weiss. Uh, he was an Ashkenazic rabbi. If I'm not mistaken, he died in something like 1989. So he lived until, I don't know, my lifetime. Uh, but uh, here he's dealing with this issue. Al devar im nachon lekabel beshabbat. I don't know what this word is. Zanenbad. Zanenbad. I know. What's that? Tanning. Sun. Sun. Oh, if you say zan is sun, but what's bad? Hainu shemanichim atzmam keneged hashemesh. Well, he defines for us. He says you put yourself parallel to the sun. Shashemis yisrofotam. I don't think it means that it's going to burn you, but it means it's going to. God, nobody wants a sunburn, but you want a suntan. It's his way of describing it. Had be'osin zot lirefuah. So his first issue is refuah. 
which is really the uh, the al hadef issue, right? Is this a medicinal or therapeutic thing? The harbe osinzot vishvili afotasman. Many people do it alternatively, just in order to look more beautiful, more handsome. He says, furthermore, some people will have some sort of reflective screen, which will help you suntan. Uh, that's his issue. So his first issue is with regards to whether it's a problem of refuah on Shabbat. Now, when it comes to refuah on Shabbat, which, as we mentioned, there's an isur midrabbanan, this medicine, it's hard to define exactly when that would be relevant. But the best definition that the Hachamim set forth for us that's easy to wrap your head around is, is this activity something that's specific to sick people? Or is this something that both sick people and healthy people would do? As Freddie said, the Lashon of the Gemara, is it also ma'achal bari? Is it food, so to speak, or an activity that a healthy person would be doing as well? To say that sun tanning is medicinal or it helps you cure yourself in specific circumstances, we can accept. But when you look at, quote, that person's sun tanning, is that what you say? Or you say the person's sun tanning. That's what regular people do as well. And as a result, to be oser from medicinal, if you're doing it for medicinal reasons, he very clearly believes that it should be forbidden. But if you're doing it for other reasons, he says it's hard to say per se that it's an isur, but he touches on that. Yes. Yeah, Remember, in a, a situation where they're not as unhealthy, but they do it every day from before, so it's not just that they're only starting with Shabbat. Does 100%. That 100%. That would be, in other words, that's the proof, quote-unquote, that this is not being done for medicinal reasons. That's a very important distinction. And as a result, to argue that if the person consistently does this, it's asur because it's medicinal, you can't make that argument. But what if you're doing it specifically for medicinal reasons, even though you did it throughout the week, but the doctor prescribed that you should do it? In that circumstance, we would draw the line. Well, you're right. Most people are not doing it that way. And as a result, to be osir on those grounds, even minhati tzhat doesn't go that far unless that's what you're actually doing. Yes, Ezra? So if it wasn't Yisur, could you make the argument like, let's say I, I, in the morning there's some luck in, in my bathroom and I choose today, All right, I, I don't want to put it on. Since I'm not putting it on, I know I'm going to get burned today. So could you consider that as like a resort because I didn't put it on? Because you purposefully didn't put it on in order to. So as an important, it's an interesting question. Um, I didn't want to put it on, but I, I, I knew I was going to get burnt. I understand, or burnt or sun, suntan. Though let's not, I don't need to go that far as burning. It's an interesting question, but I would say no. In other words, the issue over here, unless we're going to lead into that suntanning is asur, if it's asur, it doesn't matter whether you put on the sunscreen or not. If you purposefully went and did it, so it's asur. It's going to for sure be a certain perspective with regards to your intention. But the question is if it's asur in the first place. We still haven't established these. So, hey, what's up, right? Could the sunblock be seen as medicinal? We're going to get to sunblock in a few minutes. Give me a second. Yes, Freddy? Mishnah and Shabbat talks about bruising someone. Indeed. Well, it's a mahlok about the isur. It might be Yeah. All right, so you're leading us along those lines. Okay, so he wants to know whether it's any sort of, of sovea. All right, give him a break. All right, so Minhat Yitzhak, however, continues, and he writes in the second, he writes, all right, he writes in the third paragraph over here, Right, I'm reading from the third paragraph. He says, what about people who do this just to make themselves look nicer? 
ובהעברת צדק על פניה איכה משום שובע. His Isur that he has brought forth is the Isur that we read about in sources one through three. He says it's a problem of Sovea. Sovea means that you're dying something. He cautions us from believing, well, maybe the person isn't actually doing something. Maybe dying means I took, die, and I put it onto something else. He says, but you have other circumstances where, for example, the rabbis will talk about not going into a mikveh on Shabbat if it were to be, quote, changing your halachic status. It might be any sort of mitakin. As a result, he says, did you do anything per se? You just walked into the water. So he says it might not be so simple and easy to say, well, the guy's not doing anything. As a result, he might be getting colored, but it's not his fault. His Isur as a result, which he's standing by at this point, and he will throughout, is an Isur of Sovea. He goes a bit further than that. If you take a look at the next paragraph, Ve'od kolze, im yesh lo ta'anug v'hana'a b'sha'a shemunach keneget ha'shemesh. He says, you should know, and he's really talking to me right here. He says, you know, everything we've been talking about, that it might be just an Isur of Sovea, maybe refuah, that's if it's pleasant for you in the sun. He says, however, when it's really hot outside, you know, for example, tonight, it's not sunny, but tonight nobody wants to be taking a walk outside. It's humid and it's difficult to breathe outside. It's unpleasant. And as a result, on Shabbat, the Torah, rather the Navi, tells us, it's supposed to be a day of pleasure. So he says, it's an inappropriate activity if... Your whole purpose and objective is to get the suntan, but you're not enjoying doing it. Well, he says, that's add that to the issues with regards to this matter. Lastly, he writes, Ve'od shayach becholele in the last paragraph, Mishum ma'shekatu beteshubot, Ma'im rabim huva b'sha'are teshubaz da'asur lirchotz b'mer hasaot shehem lirfua, Ve'karov sheba'im lide chilu shabbat de'oraita, he says maybe there's a there's a, a a further issue with regards to setting yourself up for violating isurim on Shabbat, meaning that the sun tanning is not per se the isur, but you were outside for so long, you're gonna walk inside and you have your skin got all burnt, and you're gonna have to put all sorts of creams on it. That of course will bring us into the issue of creams on Shabbat. But he specifically says he's nervous about. The fact that you've set yourself onto that slippery slope of violating Shabbat through your activity. Not a simple statement, his last one specifically. We generally have a principle when it comes to halakha that we, in today's day and age, and going back several thousand years, don't make gizerot on our own. We don't determine, well, this should be prohibited because you might come to that. So everybody will yell out loud, what are you talking about? We learned in halakha, you're not allowed to do this. Those are mentioned in the Mishnah. Some of them are mentioned in Talmud. When the rabbis from Mishnah or Gemara said, don't do this because you might come to that. What's the most famous one for our craft? Shofar. Oh, nice. All right. We have yeah. Megillah and Shofar on Shabbat. Gezerat de Rabbah. You don't take it out. You didn't even learn that with me. Look at that. Riding a bicycle on Shabbat. Well, that's if it's forbidden. We'll have to discuss that. Building the raft from swimming, as I thought was going to be the one everyone would yell. The Gemara and Masichet Beitzah. I don't know what you're talking about. The Gemara and Masichet Beitzah has swimming or floating uh, because you might make a Havit Shel Shayatim. Right, but that all is specifically from pre-existing Gezerot. We're not going to, generally speaking, go forward 
and make our own gezerot. But what we do have to, to consider over here is Minhat Yitzhak's claim, and very cogent and clear claim, number one, that there'd be an Isur of Sovea through sun tanning, and number two, he dealt with as well, a derivative, it's just not so pleasant. How are we going to deal with each, or maybe we're not going to deal with each of these. Yes, Sam. Right, would this situation be differentiated if, let's say, let's say, for example, you have 10 minutes where you're in the sun, and that, on depending on the intensity of the sun, that Certainly. Day, you might get a suntan or not. So then Certainly. It's, a, it's only a chance it happened. Could it, it could or could it? So then Certainly, it, Sam. Does it make it like, Certainly we would distinguish. Even he would distinguish. He would say, the question is, are you actually going out to suntan or not? If you're taking a walk, he's not going to be all set. His specific issue is you're going outside to suntan. You're telling me in 10 minutes you wouldn't suntan, so he wouldn't say that's forbidden. He's talking about where you're going out for the duration of time and with the expressed purpose and position of suntanning, right? So, so in this situation, you have the expressed purpose, you have the intent to suntan, but you're not sure if you will suntan and you're going to go back and after this set amount of time. But why are you going out? You're going out to suntan and you're going to be suntanned, or you're not, but you did get suntanned. You went out to suntan and you got suntanned. Hard to say that you weren't certain about it. Maybe you weren't certain, but you put yourself directly in that position for that reason. Not gonna, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to find a direction that's other than Minhat Yitzhak. Yes? Silly, like the child was. Silly? Yeah. What? Oh, Allah. Sure. 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 Happy to let him in here. Yeah. If you want to make the case that suntanning is absurd, then what? You're just supposed to stay inside all day. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, you're Morris. Morris, it's an important question. But we address that question. We address that question. Taking a walk, nobody's going to be all set. The question is, the question is, if I'm putting myself in a situation to suntan, it's not that I'm taking a walk and I happen to be coming tan. But that being the case, here we bring us to source number five. Source number five and source number six in turn as well are two sources written in the last 20, 30 years, both of which don't directly permit, but <coughs> indirectly permit, and we'll have to discuss the parameters, sun tanning. The first is source number five. Source number five is a book called Shemirat Shabbat Ki Hilcheta. Shemirat Shabbat Ki Hilcheta was written by a rabbi, his name was Rabbi Yehoshua Neubert. Rabbi Neubert, uh, what, more than once when I lived in Israel, I had questions in specific circumstances, other classes for the situations, and they were posed to to him, of, of all people, he was a tremendous posek halacha, an Ashkenazic rabbi, who was a great student of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, who was, amongst the Ashkenazim, one of the primary poskei halacha. He passed away in 1995. Rabbi Neubert just passed away in the last, within the last 10 years. Here in his book, Shemirat Shabbat Kilchita, he writes, Mutar lishkav beor hashemesh leshem ta'anug. He says, you're allowed to lie down. So again, Mars is not talking about taking a walk. Not taking a walk was not the issue. You're allowed to lie down in the sun, but what's your purpose? For onik, for pleasure. Even if you'll become suntanned. Alternatively, if your purpose in lying in the sun is to strengthen yourself, uh, to, to cure yourself, asur then you'd have an isur of refuah. Again, 
what's your expressed pur purpose in lying down? I'm relaxing outside. That's the extent to which he's willing to deal with this. Hacham Ovadia Yosef in source number six in his book, Hazon Ovadia Nechot Shabbat Haileke. This is one of the last books that he wrote in his lifetime. He writes, Mutar Lashevet Beshemesh Bederechana'a Zeman Lo Aruch. So this is a little bit on your line, Sam. He says, You're allowed to sit in the sun for not too long a time. What's not too Bifrat, long? Bifrat, hang on, uh, subjective, obviously. Bifrat, biyamota horif. It says specifically or particularly during the wintertime. Afal pisha al yedekach mishtazif bashemesh. Even though, by sitting there, you will become suntan. There's no problem of refuah. Many healthy people do so. That's the interesting part. We want to know that. We've been addressing that throughout. We said refuah, we weren't so nervous about. What about sovea? What about the coloring, the dyeing? The purpose needs to be, and specifically is true, this heter, if your purpose is not to be sover, if your expressed purpose is to change the color of your skin, that would be an isu. That's what we saw in Shohan Aruch. That's what we saw in Harambam. If your purpose is similar to taking the walk, but it's certainly going to happen. No, it's on the walk. It's not certainly going to happen. That's permitted. We're going to have to figure out the mechanics. Umikol Makom, he says, however, it should be noted, He says, you should know, however, during the summer when you're sitting outside, it's generally unpleasant. Again, you know, unless you have some umbrella of some sort under some shade. But he says, and as a result, you know, maybe you want to stay away from that. Okay. You want to know how much time? I don't know how much time. You determine what's comfortable or not. Okay, now he addresses Minhat Yitzhak in this next paragraph. He quotes from Minhat Yitzhak. That was our source number four. And he has to address and explain to us why he disagrees. So if you'll skip down four lines in that second paragraph, in the middle of the line, he says, ki gamze he says, first and foremost, to argue that this is a sivi'ah, which is in any way permanent, even touching on permanence, he says, difficult to do. He says, the tan is going to subside. Go ahead. Well, when a girl puts on makeup, she washes it off. If they, if they it's true, day. but it has the potential to stay on her skin for, for, for a long time. Not the basic. Not the, not the basic. But the basic is, in his mind, still nonetheless different because the basic, if it was up to the person, they'd have that as enduring. But you're right, not the easiest. Ve'od. Shahar beben adam berim osim ken, he says, ve'alachazek priyotam ve'ashizuf na'as so Morris, who everyone gave a hard time to, he even walked out because he gave him such a hard time. Right? Morris said, ah, isn't this just what happens? When you lay in the sun, you took a walk in the sun. That's, that's very much his angle. His angle is he says, this is going to be gerama. Even though you told me if you walked into the mikveh, it kind of happened. But over there, you did something purposeful and direct into the water. It's a bit more direct, he says, than just lying outside. He says, it seems clear to him there'd be no isur sovea. He continues further and he points out. He says, when we're talking about sovea, this isur, we mentioned what was done in the mishkan. In the mishkan, they died all sorts of other things. What about dying people? 
It says D-Y-E, dying people was not done in the Mishkan. As a result, the general consensus amongst the poskim is that it's only forbidden midrabbanan. It's only rabbinic in nature. All those Yisurim we mentioned earlier are only rabbinic in nature. As a result, he says, since this is indirect, and it's not the express person and purpose, and it's only an Yisurim rabbanan, he's willing to permit. Eric, you don't like that? I mean... No, toleda is min haTorah as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's always a little bit more complicated than the way I just said it. You're right that it wasn't the way it was done. The Mishkan is trying to make it a little colorful for you, but effectively, if you trace through the sources that he's citing, he quotes from Mishnah Berurah, who in turn is quoting from others. The consensus, consensus on this matter is that at the very least when it comes to the skin of a person, that's not so ve'amin ha-Torah. For one reason or another, the most simple way is it wasn't exactly reminiscent or uh, similar to what was done in the Mishkan. You'll find this in other circumstances as well. There's a debate, for example, when you're dealing with sechita. Sechita is squeezing on Shabbat. Is sechita on the hair of a person an isur at all? If it is, is it asum in HaTorah? Maybe it's only asum in Rabbanan. You have different things that are done on the body of a person, which are sometimes different, and as a result, only in Rabbanan. Yes, yes, Shilomo. Um, isn't it a uh, direct mitzvah uh, to like listen to like the Rabbanan and like so like if something's a the Rabbanan yes. wouldn't it technically also I got it Shilomo beautiful uh, question Shilomo says if if it's a misvah to listen to the rabbis and in turn that's an issue of Lotasur so maybe every mitzvah is minhat Torah it's a little bit less direct but I, I love the respect if we're going to assume that I'm a rabbi I love the I love the authority you're granting me but what I will tell you is we nonetheless distinguish you might be violating in some circumstances you'd have to define where and how that's relevant lotasur but that action itself won't be qualified with the same severity of an Isur Min HaTorah. All right, well, that all being the case, that's the first issue we wanted to address. The title at the top of the page is Tanning. Tanning, we addressed, we dealt with the potential Isur of Tanning being Sovea, and we deflected it, at the very least, Hacham Vadia Yosef, Shemirat Shabbat Kil Chetad did as well, to state it clearly, at least in my mind, the Halacha with regards to sun tanning on Shabbat, is if a person does it purposefully to be sovea, it's forbidden. Alternatively, if the person's just pleasurably lounging outside, if the person certainly is taking a walk, in any of those circumstances, again, provided this is a pleasurable experience, it would be permitted even though the CVA will be happening with the several rationale and reasons that we mentioned. Yes, Eric? Never, sorry. From a different angle? Like, maybe like, we're looking at it as a sovea, like, as, a, as a guy in a string, but like, isn't there also a sewer to bad leather? Okay. It's a nice, uh, you know, hekesh and kezirashava that you've done mehadesh over there. But the point is, when we're dealing with the skin of a person, we generally assume, as Hacham Vadya Yosef sets forth, this is only assumed Rabbanan. Therefore, each of these leniencies are specifically relevant. All right, that being the case, I'd like to a bit further, let's, uh, we'll, we'll address it afterwards. Let's deal with uh, applying uh, ointments, applying uh, sunblock on Shabbat. Right, because Minhat Yitzhak, if you recall, at the end of his Teshubah, he said, well, 
if I permit sun tanning, you're going to come to put on cream and you're going to be, uh, what's the Isur of putting on cream on Shabbat? Is there an Isur to put on cream on Shabbat? All right, so if we start, beautiful. If we start with source number seven, Shohan Aruch here in Siman Shin Yodalid and Saif Yodalf deals with an Isur, one of the Av Melachot, which is known as Mimareach. Says Shohan Aruch, Asur Liten Sha'ava. It says it's forbidden to take sha'ava, which means wax, or shemen av. Shemen is oil. Av means thick oil. To put on the nekev hechavit. Nekev is the hole in a barrel. You want to close up the hole. You're not allowed to close it up in such a fashion. By doing so, shehu memareach. What's memareach? Memareach is a derivative of this isur known as memahek. Memahek means that you're smoothing something out. Now, specifically, the smoothing out of memahek was when you took the skin of an animal and you, t- and you cut the skin or you cut the hair off in order to make it smooth. Or you worked it in and you smoothed out the leather. Or you took the uh, feather of a, of a bird and you smoothed that out. That's memahek. Memareach is when you're taking a substance and you're smoothing it out. Well, that being the case, says Shohan Aruch, basing himself on sources, Sha'ava, wax, or shemen, oil, which is thick, you're not allowed to smooth out, and Isur from the Torah. Mishnah Berurah, here in source number 8, quoting from the Poskim later on, suggests and points out the following. From the Torah, the Isur from the Torah, at least in the eyes of the Gemara, Memareach is specifically when the the substance that you're dealing with is thick, as Shohan Aruch said, by Sha'ava. If it's something that's thin, like water, or something that's liquidy, like water, and I'm just spreading it out, in such a circumstance, there'd be no violation. Why does Shohan Aruch talk about shemen? Why does Shohan Aruch talk about oil? Talking about something suggests Mishnah Berurah that's in between. It's not as thick and as strong as, or as wax, but it still nonetheless has a certain, I think the word is viscosity, it has a certain status to it that if you were to let it drop off, you know, if you were to turn your finger and let it, it would be more syrupy as opposed to something that's like watery. That, says Mishnah Berurah, the poskim generally accept, is only midrabbanan. So what are we dealing with? An isur from the Torah of Memareach, when I'm dealing with something like wax. An isur midrabbanan, when I'm dealing with a thick type of substance like oil. All right, well, that being the case, now I'm... What's that? Could it also be like malbin, like whitening something? A little hard to make that argument. Milabin is not malbin. Milabin is when you're cleaning something. You're not really cleaning something per se, right? Uh, so that, that, that's an interesting question. It's an interesting uh, point over here. What happened? All right, thanks. Um, well, that being the case, um, we're dealing with that's that's the issue we're, we're up against. Uh, is that being the case? Well, most sunscreens then would uh, pose a problem. It seems off the bat, uh, you can of course very quickly distinguish if it's a spray. It would pose no problem. A spray is liquidy. There's no problem. We said immediately with a liquid to to smear on not smearing it's just pushing it on in that circumstance that would certainly be permitted so if you took a spray sun sun sunscreen not suntan lotion it's certainly permitted what about 
what about when I'm dealing with a sunblock, which has a certain viscosity? I'm dealing with a sunblock, which is white or light or, or tan, and I'm putting it onto my skin, and now I'm smearing it on. Sounds like an issue of memareach. What's that? Like the white ones? Like the white ones. Nobody uses the white ones anymore? You do. We use the white ones. Those are the stronger ones. Shohanaruch here in source number nine. Supposed to, they're supposed in Siman Shin Tetzayin. Interesting point. Who said? Who cares? Doesn't that make it? Hang on a second. In Siman Shin Tetzayin. Good question, Daniel. Siman Shin Tetzayin here. Shohanaruch has the following statement. says, what you're not allowed to do on Shabbat is if someone were to spit. Once upon a time, Harambam writes about this in one or two of his tissue books, people used to spit a lot more. I don't know why. I don't know why that was. The only time you see people spitting in that fashion is at baseball games, to the best of my knowledge. But that's because they're chewing tobacco, I think, or whatever. But people used to spit more often. Anyway, they used to spit. And if a person were to spit, indeed, if a person were to spit and then to take their foot and smooth it into the ground, that's a problem known as mashve gumot. Mashve gumot literally, shave means something that's equal, and a guma means like some sort of furrow. You're smoothing out the ground. Depending on where you are, the halacha is, if it's inside a house where they used to have dirt floors or outside, it's one of two melachot, either binyan, or that's a separate issue, or harisha, you're fixing the ground, or you're, so to speak, building the ground. But that's the specific Yisur that Shohan Aruch mentions. So Shohan Aruch, again, if you were to spit on the ground and then smooth it in with your foot, it's an Yisur of Mashve Gumot. Wait a second. We should have a question. We just developed something called Memareach. Smoothing. I'll add an extra Yisur. Why does Shohan Aruch only talk about Mashve Gumot? Why doesn't Shohan Aruch address as well the fact that it's Memareach? Well, is spit per se with phlegm, imagine it? Is it that? Well, the argument might be like Freddie. Maybe it's watery, and that's what Shohan Aruch is talking about. Alternatively, and in a very important comment that Daniel already referred us to, Magen Abraham. Magen Abraham is one of the major commentators to Shohan Aruch, whose words carry a lot of weight. He has the following, well, initial question. Why aren't we dealing with memareach over here? And in turn, his response goes as follows. Read the words together with me in source number 10. Yesh lomar de memareach lo shayach. This smoothing in is specifically relevant. Ela keshekavanato lemareach davar al gabe havero. It's specifically relevant when I'm smoothing something onto something else. Kigon hamemareach shava. For example, I took wax and I smoothed it onto the side of a barrel, the hole of a barrel. I took one substance and smoothed it onto another. But over here, the person who spit on the ground and smoothed it out, your interest is that the ground swallow it up. You're not interested in the spit being on top of the ground and smoothed out. You want that spit to disappear. This is a little bit of what Daniel was suggesting earlier. Daniel said when a person puts on sunscreen, suntan lotion onto their skin, their interest, he's assuming, by the way, 
just a Google search will prove to you that this is far from accepted. But let's assume for a moment like you that the interest of a person and the, the mechanism of a person in putting suntan lotion is that it be fully absorbed by the skin. The simple reading here of Magen Abraham would render that that should be permitted. Memareah is only, says Daniel, says Magen Abraham, when I want something smoothed on top or into something else, or on top of something else, or filling something else. If I want it inside, that would be permitted. Lehavdil, not the same. But when it comes to, for example, soaps on Shabbat, or, or toothpaste on Shabbat, the question is, 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 is brought up. Why isn't it any sort of memareach? Invariably, many of the poskims suggest in those circumstances, I'm not interested in it being there at all. I put it on my skin and I want it off. I put it on my teeth and I want it off. I want it to clean and then to be away. That's not considered memareah. This is somewhat similar. The suggestion is that since I don't want it residing on top or, in, or on the side of, but rather inside of, that's not a problem of memareah. Question, Moshe? Yeah, uh, your intent is also not to build though when you're uh, wiping the spit. Certainly off. is. If it's not, then it's a davar shenom kaven, but it's a psikreshe. Uh, maybe, maybe, but it's a. I mean, there's, there's, I don't understand how psikreshe. You're interested in the ground. You saw it there, and you want your ground in turn to be smoothed out. I don't understand how psikreshe doesn't apply to like sweating and being tanned also. Because it's inevitable that's going to happen. Absolutely. We're arguing it wasn't the Melachav Sovea at all. Okay. It's if, certainly going to take place, but it wasn't the Melacha. So, but then it's, would it, then why wouldn't it be Asur for Besikrashe? But it wasn't a Melacha. If it's a Melacha that you did, but didn't intend oh, for, okay, for right? Question, yeah. Mars? Yeah. So something like aloe vera, that's Asur and Shabbat. That's what we're ta- dealing yeah. with. No, you said but, uh, no different. No, they're so different. All right. So I, no, you might be right. No, you might be right. Um, Mars might be right. He's talking about just the general cream. Well, anyway, all, all this being the case, the question is if we're properly understanding Magen Abraham. You see, it goes like this in source in, in source number eleven, and and furthermore in the in the in the sources to come in source number twelve in Da'at Torah and then in Shemirat Shabbat Kilchita, the question is how to properly understand this statement of Magen Abraham because we might still distinguish. Why might we still distinguish? First and foremost, there's several points to be made. First and foremost, that distinction that we read in Magen Abraham, that is a difference, the Daniel distinction between whether I want it inside or on top of, that's a Hidush of Magen Abraham. You heard Freddy disagreed with it, Ilya Rabba and other poskim disagree with it. So this is not, this is not fully, under, fully accepted. So that's already important to take into account. Furthermore, I might distinguish between the spit in the ground and the, uh, the lotion on my skin. First and foremost, one's disgusting, the other one's not. But furthermore, I would distinguish as follows. When it's in the ground, I'm not interested in that spit. The reason I'm smoothing it in is I'd want it altogether lost. When I put the cream in my skin, it's true I don't want that white nastiness on top of my skin. But I do want, that's, that's what I want, yeah, the protection. Was, that was, was oh, that was, your, that was your, you're aware that you were the one who made the claim in the first place. No, I was, I was saying something else that also, I was about to say that it, it, its purpose is not to, <coughs> it, it's to protect you. It's to right. as a cover. Right. Almost. So that, as, as a result as well, might be the counterclaim against Magan Abraham right. in applying it over here. However... 
the, what's that? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So this is an interesting question as well. Is it refuah? You're it's not, not refuah really. You're not healing yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. As a result, the poskim do deal with this and suggest this is what a bari, fully healthy person would do, and we wouldn't qualify it as as refuah. If you're already sunburned, you don't, you don't put sunblock on sunburned. That's right. That's right. But that all being the case, Magen Abraham's statement nonetheless is a strong one. The question is how much we apply it. In the end of source number 12, he cites from Rab Shlomo Zalman Arbach. Rab Shlomo Zalman Arbach, as I mentioned earlier, an important Ashkenazic posek from Yerushalayim in the late 20th century. His understanding of Magen Abraham was the initial, before he was Hoser of Daniel. And that is, his argument goes that if the, the cream, the ointment, is going onto your skin and your purpose is for it to go in, to be absorbed, it's permitted. That's what his argument is. If you could, and I'm not sure you can make this argument, that that's what's actually taking place. Not that's what you want. Actually taking place when you put on sun, suntan lotion. They are actually getting it fully in. According to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, the argument would be that it should be permitted. It was the initial response of Daniel as well before he was Jose to the Humrah over here. But that's the argument of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach. It's far from a simple argument, though, as we said. Magen Abraham isn't the only opinion, and we're not certain that is the explanation to Magen Abraham. In source number 13, Chacham Ben Siona Bashel, Chacham Ben Siona Bashel was an important Sephardic posek halacha, was a contemporary of Chacham Ovadia Yosef. They studied together in Yeshivat Porat Yosef. He was later the head uh, head rabbi, the Rosh Yeshiva Yeshivat Porat Yosef. In source number 13, Ha'im Mutar, he writes in his She'elot Tushbot or Lesion, Limroach Letinok o Lechole Mishcha B'Shabbat. Are you allowed to put an ointment, a cream, on a baby or on a sick person? It's as if it's absolutely necessary, put it on without smoothing it in. How would you do that? That's not going to work in terms of suntan lotion. But it can work. It can work in, in the circumstance, in the context of, uh, let's say you're putting it on a rash of some sort. You can dab it on. You're not smoothing it on in such a circumstance. He continues and he writes, the minhag, generally speaking, at least in his mind, is not to do any of this smearing and putting on on Shabbat. All right, that all leaves us with the following question. What about sunscreen? What about suntan lotion, sunblock on Shabbat? Let's just very briefly address what we discussed thus far and try to hit a punchline on this. We made clear, if it's a spray, it would be fully permitted. If it's a liquidy, a liquidy ointment, and how do we determine whether it's too viscous or not? We'd watch whether it drops down or not. Let it go on your finger and see if it'll just travel down. If it travels down on its own without much effort, that's going to be something that's permitted. If you are so possessed, but you need to use that type of sunblock on Shabbat, you can dilute it easily. If you diluted it in such a way, it would be permitted as well. However, what if you haven't diluted it? We made the argument for it being permitted, but we're veering away from that kula in this context and suggesting instead, since this Magen Abraham is not so simple to accept, since when you put sunblock on, it's not fully absorbed into your skin, since some people would even, someone like me who burns easily, even want it kind of 
on top if that whiteness wasn't so disgusting looking. But I mean, that all being the case, I would not be matir using a lotion for your sunblock, by extension an aloe vera, if it's a, if it's a viscous one, would not be permitted either. Uh, the question is, are there other isurim with regards to this matter? Bimoshe Levi in source number 15 in his Menuhat Ahava brought up perhaps there's an issue he cites from Shohan Aruch in source number 14 that maybe there's a problem of what's called molid. You're bringing forth something that wasn't. He cites from Shohan Aruch who talks about ma'avirin gilde makav v'sachin ota b'shemen ava lo b'chelev mipenei shehun nimoach. You're not allowed to take some sort of fatty substance and put it onto a scab on Shabbat because it's nimoach. It's uh, in some way being smoothed out. The suggestion is this is an isur of molit. Chacham Vadya Yosef says, what sort of molid is that? What are you bringing forth? Molid milashon nolad, something that came forth that wasn't there before. And that's specifically, if you're dealing with something fatty, it becomes almost foamy when you put it on. If you're putting on a lotion and you're smoothing it in, you're not really bringing forth something new. You're not taking something and crushing it and turning it into a different substance. As a result, he's not comfortable entering that into the mix over here. However, fundamentally, summarizing our two issues before we'll address any, any questions that come afterwards. Tanning on Shabbat. Let's quickly review the tanning on Shabbat issue. Tanning on Shabbat, we mentioned very clearly the Isur would be an Isur of Sovea. To put yourself in that situation, to tan would be a problem. However, if you're lying outside and you know you're going to be tanning and it is B'derech and Ta'anuge would be permitted. I'll pause for a second and just remind you how it works on Shabbat in our lives. Shabbat is a time period during which we're searching for an appropriate onig. An onig of Shabbat needs to be determined. It's hard to objectify this. I think Joe wanted an objective determination for matters of this sort. To determine what it means to have an avirav Shabbat, the spirit of Shabbat in your life, is far from simple. Each person needs to check themselves and understand what is it that my understanding within my family, within my life, will be my objective on Shabbat. If it's only to lie outside in the sun, Maybe we need to reorient ourselves with regards to what we want to do on Shabbat. If there'll be a period of time when I'm lying in the sun, okay. If my day is determined by lying in the sun, maybe we can find other things to do during the day. Maybe in each person's life they can find that appropriate spiritual dimension of Shabbat. But that's the case. You're spending some time outside in the sun. The halacha is quite clearly, at least in our minds, that that's permitted. What about applying as a result of going out, as a result of taking a walk, as a result of being out in the sun during a sunny summer day or winter day and you're away on some vacation? Can you apply a sunscreen in that circumstance, a sunblock? So we addressed if you did it with a liquidy uh, substance, fully permitted. If you did it with a semi-liquidy substance, well, it depends how semi-liquidy it is. Is it something that's viscous that will stand in place that would pose a problem? Does it actually pose a problem? We suggest that it does, even though we found an angle where it might not. When it comes down to it, however, I would suggest very clearly to every person who wants to put on, who should put on, it's important to put on for health reasons, not to, not for um, not for medicinal reasons, but for health reasons, that you don't get sunburned, that you don't incur any of the sores and uh, sun sun uh, what's it called sunburns and sun and, and skin issues. Put on suntan lotion, but do it in the appropriate fashion on Shabbat. Use a spray. Uh, dilute it beforehand so that you do it in a way that's permitted on Shabbat. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.